Kindness can bring on a helper's high, which is an initial feeling of euphoria and positive emotion after helping others, followed by a sense of contentment. And kindness, of course, enables you to feel more grateful for what you have in your life. And in that sense, that connection between kindness and gratitude and happiness can lead to an upward spiral of well-being in your life. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe, and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. Welcome to this short podcast about the benefits of cultivating more kindness and compassion in your everyday life. And for me, kindness really is the essence of the age old golden rule, which says, treat others as you'd like to be treated. Keep your word, keep your commitments, be the person you'd like to spend more time with, because somehow when you seek to find the best in others, you also bring out the best in yourself. And, you know, kindness in thought creates compassion, kindness in word creates confidence. Kindness is an action. It's something you do. You are saying to somebody else, you matter. And, you know, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, once wrote all those years ago that as a medical doctor, sometimes you cure, often you treat, but always you should comfort. And, you know, as a medical doctor, I believe that kindness is a key element of building better communication, supporting more effective engagement, more empathic understanding with other people. And, you know, there is some research showing that when doctors express kindness and empathy during a consultation, their patient's duration of cold symptoms may shorten by up to a day because, you know, receiving kindness can strengthen your immune system. Of course, kindness is a well-recognized character strength. It lists among the commonest reported strengths for many people. And this tendency to be kind, it's a hardwired biological survival tool. Darwin described it in his book, The Descent of Man, that, you know, kindness is a necessary component of evolutionary success. Of course, in modern life, people are busy, so busy and so distracted. And, you know, many people are so caught up in their own lives and sometimes so consumed by materialism that they forget to be kind. And sometimes self-centered notions of entitlement and expectancy can lead to kindness being viewed as more of a sign of weakness as opposed to a strength of character. And what's really interesting from my perspective is just how good being kind can be for your physical health, for your mental health, for your emotional well-being, for your spiritual well-being, for your relationships, for your sense of who you are in the world, that sense of purpose and, and meaning and, and deep-seated connection. And when you are being kind, you know, research from neuroscience shows that you stimulate those brain networks involved in reward. You know, just as strength training builds your physical muscles, the habit of kindness can build up 
sort of your compassion muscle in your brain to enable you to respond with more empathy to the suffering of other people. And as we know from neuroplasticity, the research that looks at how you can grow new and stronger brain connections throughout your life, cells that repeatedly fire together end up wiring together. In other words, this tendency to be kind, this tendency to be more compassionate is something that can become hardwired more and more over time as you practice it, just as you build other habits into your life. In terms of what I call the neurobiology of kindness, in other words, what's going on under the bonnet within the brain itself, there are a number of hormonal and neurochemical changes that happen when you are kind. And these, in effect, help to buffer you from toxic stress. So firstly, levels of stress hormones like cortisol go down. They may go down by more than 20%. So that in itself helps to reduce feelings of tension, feelings of hostility, feelings of, you know, toxic stress. And secondly, at the same time, you know, kindness and compassion stimulates the vagus nerve, which is the yang to the yin of toxic stress. That's connecting you in with the, you know, the pause and recharge system, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is naturally enable you to relax and recharge from stress. And at the same time in the brain itself, there are a number of biochemical changes occurring, leading to a change in in brain chemistry. And these include an increase in dopamine, which, you know, lights up the pleasure and reward center in the brain. What's interesting, this happens to the same degree if you're being kind and also if you are experiencing kindness, if you're the recipient of the good deed, even if you're witnessing the good deed, you can experience these benefits. Secondly, you increase oxytocin and oxytocin is the neurochemical of trust, of empathy, of connection. It plugs in closely with the vagus nerve, which plugs you into relaxation and recharge from toxic stress. Serotonin levels increase, which build feelings of calm and confidence and happiness and optimism and positivity. And serotonin, of course, also supports learning and memory and more optimal brain function. You increase endorphins, which are natural painkillers, which also enable you to feel more calm or energized, more optimistic. And all of these sort of brain chemicals all interact together to enable you to feel more positive, feel more confident and feel happier. One of the really interesting benefits of kindness is what I call its threefold impact. So it benefits the person who's being kind. Secondly, it benefits the person who's experiencing kindness. And thirdly, somebody who's witnessing the kindness, whether that's in person or online, also experiences the benefits. So it's this threefold benefit of of kindness. You know, what you put out to others tends to come back to you in so many ways. I call this the boomerang effect of kindness. Perhaps one of the most interesting benefits of kindness is how it strengthens your sense of self in terms of your sense of self-worth, your self-esteem, your self-control. It simply helps to bring out the best in you. You see yourself as someone that's more caring, more compassionate, more considerate of the needs of others. Kindness encourages you to be more open more future orientated, to feel, you know, feel good and feel more confident about your own intrinsic good nature. And as such, the habit of kindness. And remember, remember, kindness is not just a character strength. It's also a habit that you can learn, develop and cultivate. This habit of kindness can be a great way to boost overall life satisfaction. And it's good for your physical health. As I said, it stimulates the vagus nerve, which plugs you into the body's relaxation response, the natural 
counterbalance to toxic stress. Kindness is good for your heart because, you know, the vagus nerve and oxytocin lead to more nitric oxide release, which widen blood vessels in your heart and can reduce heart disease. Research has shown that people that volunteer regularly have a significantly reduced risk of dying early, perhaps by as much as 20 to 40%. In other words, giving really does start the receiving process in terms of your own health and well-being. And this effect of kindness and longevity in some research in the States was shown to be stronger than exercising four times a week or going to church. Being kind boosts immunoglobulin A, which is involved in your immune system and enables your immune system to become stronger and more effective. And again, this effect is seen whether you are being kind, experiencing kindness, or simply watching kindness. As I said, this threefold benefit. Now, kindness, of course, is very good for positive mental health because not only does it reduce toxic stress, not only does it help allay and alleviate feelings of anxiety and reduce uh, feelings of depression, it also builds resilience. It builds that sense of realistic optimism and it boosts your happiness. In fact, as little as seven consecutive days of being kind can boost your happiness. And research has found that the degree of uplift in your happiness is directly related to the number of kind acts you perform over those seven days. If you're a leader who recognizes, particularly since COVID-19, that living with vitality and building a more resilient mind matter now more than ever for you and your team, then this podcast is for you. For further details, visit drmarkrow.com. Of course, kindness can boost cognitive performance. It can boost your attentive awareness, your focus. It builds trust as you become a catalyst for more positive change in your world. Kindness can change your perspective. It can change your worldview. You see the world as being a more generous place. You see the world as being more caring. You see the world as having more possibilities. You become more calm. You become more present. You become less reactive. You become more responsive. And this sense of realistic optimism and resilience means you can see challenges in a more realistic light. And, you know, one of the great things about kindness is it boosts your emotional bank account with positivity. It boosts and supports your emotional vitality, which is so contagious. Kindness can bring on a helper's high, which is an initial feeling of euphoria and positive emotion after helping others, followed by a sense of contentment. And kindness, of course, enables you to feel more grateful for what you have in your life. And in that sense, that connection between kindness and gratitude and happiness can lead to an upward spiral of well-being in your life. Elevation is described as a, a feeling of expansion, satisfaction, appreciation and affection when you either receive or do or observe something kind. You are simply elevated by witnessing acts of compassion, kindness, moral beauty, courage or loyalty. And that's one of the reasons why kindness can be so contagious. And of course, kindness is so good for relationships because it satisfies our core human need for a strong connection. You are perceived as being nicer to be around when you're kinder. You're seen in a more positive light when you're kinder. Kindness strengthens your social ties. It strengthens your sense of community and connection. And it can be a terrific way to counter feelings of isolation and loneliness. At a basic level, at a fundamental level, when you're being kind, you're saying to another person, you matter. 
you're acknowledging them as a human being. You're recognizing and acknowledging their humanity. And you're enabling the person who's receiving kindness to feel more appreciated, which in turn boosts their self-worth. Of course, kindness connects into your sense of purpose, that you're doing something that matters. This connects to values, meaning, and, you know, can boost your sense of spiritual vitality. One of the really interesting things about kindness is just how contagious it is. From an emotional contagion point of view, we know that positive emotion spreads outwards to three degrees of separation. This was shown by Nicholas Christakis in Yale University. So in other words, kindness creates a chain reaction of positivity, just like an expanding ripple that spreads outwards across a pond when you throw in a pebble. So you being kind can result in the person you're being kind to being kind to other people and then being kind to others and then being kind to others. So this three degree of separation means that hundreds of people can benefit from you choosing to be more of a leader in your own well-being, from you choosing to be kinder. Sonia Lai-Ubomirsky, who's in California, is a brilliant positive psychologist who's researched the benefits of kindness. And she has found that doing five random acts of kindness simply on one day of the week can lead to a significant upsurge in your well-being. And, you know, an act of kindness is simply something that will benefit another person or enhance their well-being. And it's just some input of time or effort by you. Examples would include sending someone a handwritten thank you note or donating clothes you haven't worn for over a year or doing household chores you normally don't do or perhaps buying the person behind you a coffee when you're in line to buy yours or simply saying something extra kind to someone else. These random acts of kindness build an awareness in you of being more present, make you more attuned to your thoughts, your emotions and your actions and make you appreciate more the words and actions on others and on yourself. And random acts of kindness are a terrific strategy to support your well-being and to boost feelings of inner happiness and contentment. I'd just like to mention kindness on social media because I know from my work as a doctor that negative, hurtful comments on social media can really have a negative impact on people's well-being. And I think if you do use social media responsibly, you need to acknowledge others who share a story, be mindful about what comments you make online, and choose to be more of an encourager. Write more positive feedback on posts that you like. You know, Socrates once wrote, let your words pass through three separate gates before speaking. Is what you're about to say true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Finally, I want to talk about being kind to yourself. You know, Maya Angelou, that brilliant American poet and writer, put it so well when she said, as you go through life, remember you have two hands. One hand is to reach out and support others. The second hand is to help yourself. Remember to cut yourself some slack during tough times. You know, self-compassion, being kind to yourself, implies you start with I. I matter. Kindness means that you matter, other people matter. Remember, I matter as well. Accept painful thoughts and emotions. Accept your flaws and imperfections. Remember that we all suffer in life and be good to yourself. Self-care really is the starting point of a life of vitality. And, you know, you can become more self-compassionate by making time to attend to your physical health needs. Make sure you get restorative sleep, time in nature. From a mental health point of view, 
learn better to embrace stress, adopt some mindfulness programs into your daily life, perhaps my pause technique for slowing your breathing. Emotionally, learn to be an encourager. You know, you also are deserving of patience and encouragement and compassion and kindness and support. Speak to yourself as you would speak to your best friend. And perhaps spiritually write yourself a forgiveness letter. Learn to let go of the past. Learn from the past, but learn to let go and embrace the present and future for the rich opportunities that it can bring you. So what I'd like to do now is share a short poem on kindness by Naomi Shehab Nye. She is an Arab-American and writes poems about heritage and peace. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the future dissolve in a moment like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. How you ride and ride, thinking the bus will never stop. The passengers eating maize and chicken will stare at the window forever. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian, in a white poncho, lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you. How he too was someone who journeyed through the night with plans and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside. You must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak to it till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore. Only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to mail letters and purchase bread. Only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, it is I you have been looking for and then goes with you everywhere like a shadow or a friend. In the end, kindness is your choice to give more to those you meet, even if only the gift of your attention or your smile. When you choose kindness, you can help to make the world a better place. If you want to slow aging, if you want to boost mental, emotional and physical health, if you want to support stronger relationships, start with kindness. If you want to be the change you want to see in the world, if you want a kinder, more peaceful world, If you want to live with more vitality, choose kindness. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.